Club podcast is about to begin. If listening to the truth makes you throw up, kindly switch to another podcast. But if you would not mind what the truth will do to you, hmm, sit back then with a glass of wine and let's journey together. episode of the Catholic Club podcast. It's been like a month since, it's over a month though, since the last episode. Thank you for staying tuned. Hope you've been enjoying the previous episodes that we've been releasing. Please keep sharing out the podcast. We hope to bring you more episodes in the future. Today we have a topic, an overview of the Holy Week. I'm here today in the studio with a friend of mine, also a brother of mine, Stephen Farinimade. Mr. Stephen, please introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, my name is Stephen. As you have said, my name is Stephen Farnimadi. I am glad to be on this podcast and I'm sure that we surely learn from each other. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Thank you for being here. And I'm very sure that the discussion we'll be having today will be a very fruitful and a lovely one. Just begin with a prayer. Can you lead us in an open prayer? All right. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the heart of your faithful and in them forever love. Send forth your spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. Thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray, O God, by the light of the Holy Spirit, we the heart of the faithful, grant by the same Holy Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for this hour of the day. We appreciate you for your church. We thank you for helping us to stand in the faith to this moment and believing in you that we will continue with your grace as we continue to learn every day and to cherish our faith. We pray the grace to stand firm to the end, the f- grace of final perseverance may you grant unto us through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much for that prayer. Today's discussion will be on the Holy Week and to all Christians out there, we know that this Holy Week is a very special period in the life of the church. It's like the climax of uh, the liturgical calendar with the Triduum, which celebrates the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. So I'd like to begin with this question. So it will be a kind of question and answer kind of sharing between the two of us. And I hope that after this episode as well, if any of you have any input, you can always drop it in the comment section. There will be a Q&A also in the podcast, depending on where you are listening from. For those on Spotify, you will definitely see it there. So you can always drop a message. And if you have any special requests as well, we have our Instagram handle also in the show notes of this podcast. You can send us a message on Instagram. We'll be glad to respond to you. To begin with, uh, what is the Holy Week? Mr. Stephen, how would you describe the Holy Week to anyone who asks this question? Yeah, thank you so much for that question. When we talk about Holy Week, this is the last week of Lenten season, the climax of the Lenten observance. It ushers us into the Easter celebration. And that is why with the different and series of events of this week, that's what makes it holy in quotes, and that's why the church re- refers to it as Holy Week because it's just the seven days, the seven days before Easter Sunday, 
starting with the Palm Sunday, going through the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then we enter into the Triduum, uh, the Thursday, Friday, and the Saturday before we now have the great celebration of uh, Easter. So the different events happening during this particular week, as it is attached, having a great impact on our faith, that is why it is referred to as holy. Yeah, okay. Thank you for that um, short explanation. So we'd like to just have a brief run through of each of the days in the Holy Week and what they signify. I hope we'll be able to get through that as quickly as possible. So the Holy Week begins with Passion Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, where we bring out palms and we walk on the streets. What would you say is the significance of this outward um, display of our faith in Christ? All right. Uh, talking about the Palm Sunday, we see the, the triumphant entry of Jesus uh, into Jerusalem. With the people's belief at that period of time, even his disciples, seeing Jesus as the Messiah, seeing Jesus as the one who has come to fight their battle for them to win to win back that glory for Israel, for, 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 the, for the land of Israel. And that is the picture of who they think the Messiah should be. And now seeing Jesus coming on the, on the donkey and entering Jerusalem in their mind, thinking that, oh, what a fulfillment of the belief in their hearts. And that is the reason why we're talking about the Palm Sunday. The Palm itself is significant. In, in, in nature, when you check through the history, even in the in the, in the Roman history, you will see that the palm signifies victory. It is being given to the triumphant athletes during those moments, and also you see it being given to the the, the heroes. They are heroes that time. The the military. Okay. This 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 is is a way to show that this palm is very very significant. A sign of victory, a sign of respect. A sign of honor. So it, Jesus was welcomed into Jerusalem with this palm in their hands. Lay, laid, they, they laid it on the on the floor, and this is to show that oh, we are welcoming like a savior. And one important thing that we also we, we should be uh, conscious of is that shout of Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna in the highest. And when you check about the, the actual meaning of Hosanna, it means save us. And that is why I talked about the belief they have in their mind and coupled with what they profess with their mouth that save us, Jesus. Save us, son of David. So with the, without belief, without a gesture, gesture, it is seen that Jesus is welcomed as that Messiah who has come to save, but not actually in the way they thought, but Jesus indeed came to save in his own way to reconcile us back to the Father. Mm. Thank you for that explanation. It's just so um, striking how five days later, the same set of people are the ones that clamored for him to be killed. Yeah. Crucify yeah. crucify crucify I'm sure we'll get there. Okay. So now we move to Easter Monday. Is there anything specific that happens on Easter Monday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, if we check through the, the readings of this particular week, this Holy Week uh, in the church, the church has structured it even before this Holy Week. If you are so 
conversant with the readings, starting from the week five of the Lenten season, you would have seen how Jesus tried to uh, retreat to hide himself from the Jews because at this time they are their peak of arresting or killing him. So he withdrew from them so that they will not even kill him <laughs> before the time. This reading, the way the, the church has structured the reading, now entering into the Holy Week after the triumphant entry, the reading talking about uh, the gospel now, I mean, talking about Jesus being adored, worshipped, and anointed by Mary, the sister of uh, Lazarus and Martha. So that reading talks about the anointing of Jesus' uh, feet. And if we, if, we, if we remember the reading very well, we could see Judas, the man in picture now, trying to reprimand Mary for doing so. That you would have kept this uh, for the poor. We could, yeah. have, we could, we could have sold this uh, and, and get a lot of money to, out of it. Uh, out of it to, As to, if he was so caring. To, to, to cater for the poor. But Jesus said something which is very connected to this Holy Week that allow, allow her for she is preparing for the time of my death. This will be used uh, for my barrier. It will be useful for my barrier. So it is connected to that ev- event that we still go through the Holy Week. So the Holy, uh, the Holy Monday, uh, as we can call it also, is very significant when you, when, when you look at the reading as it has been structured uh, by the church. Yeah, okay. Thank you for that. Now we go to Tuesday. I know that Tuesday is the day in some dioceses when we have the uh, Christmas where the oils are being blessed. But originally, this is not supposed to be on Tuesday. Can you just say something about that? Yeah, I'm from Shogu Diocese, and uh, today, being Tuesday, we can say traditionally we celebrate Christmas every uh, every Tuesday of the Holy Week, and the reason is not far fetched. Uh, looking at other other dioceses, also the proximity of different parishes in this diocese matters a lot, and the stress that will be incurred during this period made its a point of duty for the bishop of such diocese to try to see a way of lessening the distress of this Holy Week because Holy Week on its own have been an utter server. When this kind of week comes like this, we are already at alert. We are already expecting that stress, but the joy also follows the stress. Yeah. Mm, so with that, the priest also, also they, they will also face this kind of stress. So because of that, some dioceses have to schedule their own Christmas, which is supposed to be attached to the Holy Thursday. Christmas, uh, majorly, if you check the liturgy, is actually attached to the Holy Thursday morning. Why uh, the Lord's Supper is celebrated in the evening? In the evening. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. But for for some dioceses uh, like mine, also uh, we have it in the morning of t- of Tuesday, so everything is being celebrated uh, the Christmas. Why on Thursday we celebrate the Lord's Supper? So uh, as I've said, majorly the proximity of of parishes to the cathedral or the stress, those are the things that uh, warrant. Uh, scheduling it to be on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Okay. Thank you for that. Wednesday of Holy Week. 
what happens. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday, as I've said, checking through the reading, the reading we tell us everything that is going as the church, as church in, in, in our wisdom has structured it well. On Monday, we talked about Jesus, Mary, uh, Judas, talking about the anointing. On Tuesday, we talk about the chrism, uh, the chrism mass. And on Wednesday, the reading, the gospel reading is talking about how Judas plotted against Jesus to betray him. That's, that, that's the reading talking about how Judas met with the, the Pharisees and uh, the, the scribes to, to sell Jesus, to sell and get something that I will surely uh, uh, show who Jesus is to you so that you can be able to arrest him. Because I think during those moments, not all of them actually know who Jesus is, uh, maybe by physical uh, physical uh, appearance. So he may be lost among his disciples. Uh, that's, that's, that's another um, significant way of a good leader yeah. that is very close to his people, that is not standing at that top that uh, the, everybody will easily point at this. That yeah, this, this one is not looking uh, fresh uh, yeah, at all compared to. So it's <laughs> very, very close to his people that they are like what we normally say that, okay, uh, the shepherd smells like the sheep. So that's who Jesus uh, was during uh, those moments. And that's the reason why they needed someone to actually reveal who they are actually walking, uh, walking towards to arrest. So Judas said, anyone that I kissed would be the person that you should arrest. arrest. So that mm. reading on Holy Wednesday talks about how Judas plotted against Jesus okay. to betray him. Ah, that's painful. <laughs> now, what should we expect from Holy Thursday? I know that Holy Thursday is uh, a special day because for our priests, we call the day their best day, basically. Yes. Because of the Christmas, which is mm. supposed to be on that day, but which, because of um, proximity, like you said, has been moved to Tuesday. Yes. So we always tell our priests that day, happy birthday, because of the renewal of vows. And also, we believe that day is also the day when the priesthood was uh, instituted. instituted by Jesus Christ. So, uh, what is the liturgy of Holy Thursday like? Yeah. Let's let's look. Let's break it down and see what we can draw out of this. Because now we are moving close to the Triduum, and Holy Thursday celebration itself is not just it's not a joke. Not <laughs> it's a all. big one. Yeah. So Holy Thursday, let's let's talk about Holy yeah. Thursday. Holy Thursday, the church also calls the Thursday Monday Thursday, Monday Thursday. Uh, as I said the other time, uh, being an altar server, uh, when it comes to period like this, we are at our toes. We are always on our toes to get things done properly the way they should be done because the liturgy of this Easter Triduum is quite different or unique, let me say, is quite unique in its own way that you just have to do everything the way it's supposed to be done. So, uh, when you talk about the, uh, the, the liturgy of the Holy Thursday, the Monday Thursday, we talk about the Passover feast. We talk about the Passover feast. And when you talk about the Passover feast, uh, when you go through the readings, we see that, okay, 
uh, a day before Jesus was arrested. He sat with his disciples at the upper upper room, where they, they, they have uh, that's where we have uh, the washing of the feet, then the breaking of the bread. So, and that is the same thing that we do on Holy Thursday. That's just the skeleton of, of, of what Holy Thursday is, the Passover feast, in which before that, we have the washing of the feet. And, okay. and that, uh, the washing of the feet is passing a message. And that message is what is uh, uh, referred to as a Monday Thursday. The Monday is from a Latin word, mandatum. Mandatum from the Latin word, which means mandate. Okay. Mandate. Uh, when you look at it very well, you see in the liturgy what is very key there is that new commandment that Jesus gave to his disciples or apostles. And what's that, that commandment? And that commandment is love one another as I have loved you. Mm. love one another as i have loved you and that is why he himself showed it to them by saying that if i your master can stoop so low to wash your feet uh, it is very good for us to understand the culture of the jews if not we will not know the gravity of that washing of the feet the washing of the feet in the in in, in the in the culture of the jews is done by slaves okay this is done by slaves because the when the master is coming the the, the uh, or a visitor stands why the, the the slaves uh the the slave comes with the bowl of water and wash the 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 leg of the person before the person enters and that is that same thing because of the nature of their land very dusty and likes so that is being done every now and then and that is what jesus has showed to the disciples that if i your master you call me teacher you call me rabbi i can stoop so low to wash your feet then you should do the same to one another do the same to one another that is a great message that's why it is called the mandate that has been given to them that show love one another and if you go through the scripture we know that love conquers all evil law mm. our love is a summary of all okay. the commandments mm. so they are talking about the monday thursday the mandate given to the uh to the apostles in which we also we now share from we have to also love one another as jesus showed the love to us and uh moving away from that we talk we, we talk about the the passover mm-hmm. the passover feast after washing of the feet jesus uh returned back to the table to break the bread to, to break the bread so on the night before he was arrested he took the bread he broke it he gave thanks to god and he gave it to his disciples and he told them take all of you and eat from it for this is my body which will be given up for you this is the sacrifice 
Mm. The sacrifice of Jesus starting from that table. Okay. The sacrifice of Jesus starting from that table in which is now evident at the crucifixion. Because when you talk about the body of Jesus Christ being broken, he said he, he took the he took the bread and he broke it. When you break yourself, it's it shows a way uh, it shows a modification motiva- that you are mortifying yourself, you are sacrificing. You break yourself, you deny yourself or something just for others to benefit from. And that is why Jesus broke the bread. He broke his body and took the blood, gave it to us for us to live, for us to be alive in him, for us to be connected to God, the Father. So this is the sacrifice Jesus used in reconciling us back to God. So we shouldn't forget the historical path in the Old Testament also. Talking about the Passover feast, how the Israelites left Egypt. We could see the Passover, it was during that same time that get a lamb unblemished, kill it, then eat it. The blood will be matched on your door. This is the same thing that is now revealed or fulfilled in the in the New Testament. So it's a, a whole lot of discussion. We talk about the uh, the Passover feast of the Holy Thursday. So that's just a uh, part of it. Then looking at the liturgy, the skeleton of the liturgy, talking about after the the food, okay. Jesus has to leave that place to go to the garden to do what? To go and pray. To go and pray after which he was arrested. So you you, could, you you can see that during the mass on Holy Thursday, after the after receiving the communion, we do a short or brief adoration. Then the communion is taken. The body of Christ is taken from that place to the altar of repose. That is just a, a symbolic way to to to, uh, to let us know how Jesus left the place where he had with his disciples to the garden and ask us to stay an hour. Mm. One, one thing I love so much about that evening, that night's liturgy, is that silence at that moment. Yes. The beauty that emanates from the altar of repose, at least in many parishes that we have celebrated this liturgy, it's always been decorated specially. And that night, one is expected to be as calm as possible. Yes. Because yes. the significance of what is happening. Our Lord is no longer around. Mm-hmm. The altar is also stripped yes, that yes. evening at that moment. Like you, you you have that feeling that something is happening, something is going on here. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's a beautiful part of the liturgy. And I hope that for those who would listen to this podcast before Holy Thursday, they're able to dispose themselves to as much graces from this liturgy of the Holy Thursday. And you mentioned something about the lamb. You know <laughs> that that part when I whenever I, I think about the Eucharist, which I love so much, and I just thank God for, my mind always goes to okay, why why did God do this? Why did God give us Himself? It is just because of so much love. What else could He yes. give us than to give us His very own self, His body and blood, soul and divinity? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we look at the Old Testament, we look at the book of Genesis, and we hear what's like, God said, let there be light. 
and yes, there was light. And there was light. It means by a proclamation of words, realities changed. He said he created by the power of the word. Now we come into the New Testament and the Gospel of John tells us, also sounding like the very book of Genesis, starting with the words, in the beginning, now saying things about light and darkness and how by the power of the word things have been created. Now we say, or we read also in verse 14 of John chapter 1, that and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, which is a proof of the divinity of Christ. So if we believe that Christ is God and he has come into this world to to transform the world, to give us a new heavens and a new earth. If God, who created by the power of the world in the Old Testament, could bring things into existence that were not in existence, this same Christ now sits on the table with his apostles on only Thursday night and says to this PC of bread and wine and says the word, this is my, my body, body, this is my blood. So could those particles of bread and wine argue with their creator at that moment and say they are not becoming his body and his blood? blood. They dare not. It means by the very utterance of those words by Christ himself, who is also God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, the bread and the wine had no choice but to change into the body and blood of Christ. So this is a great gift from God to us. And looking at the Old Testament Passover, like you said, that they they, they killed the lamb unblemished. We also read in the gospel that Christ being the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, as John said in John chapter 1, we we see a prefiguration of Christ as the new lamb. We see it in the Old Testament. And these Israelites, when they were leaving Egypt, they didn't just eat the lamb together or they didn't just kill it or shed the blood of the lamb. They also had to sit down together as a family. They also had to eat the blood of the lamb together. And it was at this point that the angel of death and everything continued from there. So Christ himself again, they enacting this as the lamb of God. He shed his blood. He didn't just stop there. He made provisions on on Holy Thursday for us to continue to perpetuate this um, great gift of ease. I just pray and hope that more of our separated brethren will understand the importance and the beauty of the Eucharist. So much so that Christ himself says in John chapter 6 that unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He will eat my body and drinks my blood as eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. So, and I hope that our own attitude too as Catholics would show to others that truly Christ is present in the Eucharist. Because sometimes, my brother, I won't lie to you, when you are at Mass and you see some attitudes and some behavior at the only sacrifice of the Mass, you wonder if truly this is what we believe or if that's okay, Christ is present. Mm-hmm. So I think... Yeah. <laughs> just to add also to uh, uh, Holy Thursday as I've said the other time that Holy Thursday uh, talks about uh, the church calls it uh, Monday Thursday so it is very very key to us because I explained uh, very well about the washing of the feet signifying the love Jesus has for us we should not forget to relate it with that same love he showed at that table because I, I, I can call this the liturgy of Holy Thursday 
are celebration of love. Celebration of love. And what do I mean by celebration of love? When Jesus showed to the apostles to love one another at the washing of the feet, he sat at the table with them, breaking himself for them. As he break himself for them, is a sign of love, sacrificing himself for them because there is no other love that we can show to anybody. I can give you my money, I can give you my clothes, but when I give you my life, that is the ultimate thing. That's, that's the, my all and entire, everything that I can give in this life, my life. So if Jesus can give us his life, that is a summary of love. The summary and summit of, uh, of, of God's love for, the, for us. So I, call, so I call Holy Thursday the celebration of love. And that is why talking about that Monday Thursday, the mandate, we have to also show that same love as Christians. As Catholics, we also have to show it. As we receive the Holy Communion, receiving the Holy Eucharist every now and then, this is a gift of love for us, in which we also, after the Mass, we are asked to go forth to do what? To also show the same thing. So, I just to add to it, it's, it's a celebration of love. Mm -hmm. I pray that that love will continue to you know spur us to action and make us truly live like christians all the days of our lives amen so now we'll go to good friday what is good about this friday that our lord jesus christ died on the cross mm. you know it's the name is somehow counterintuitive because it's a kind of bloody one christ yes. died and then we'll call the day good friday a lot of drama in different parishes trying to act jesus and a lot of things there what is good about this friday what's happening today yeah good friday good friday the word itself it's uh the word or the title and the and the events it's paradoxical in, in such a way that as you have as i've just said it, it, that's what we should call bad friday but if the Friday does not come, then automatically we would not have the Easter Sunday. So it is good that the Friday comes for us to have the Easter celebration. So if Jesus has not died for us, if Jesus has not died for us on Good Friday, then in vain will our faith be. And that is why the Friday should be referred to as Good Friday. That's why the Friday should be re referred to as Good Friday because it's, it's a commemoration of the of the trial, the passion, and the crucifixion of Jesus. That is the day also that we have the, 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 the last uh, station of the cross uh, for, for the Lenten season in which ordinarily station of the cross is a, is a prayer. It can be said outside the Lenten season, personally, uh, in group. Okay. However, uh, uh, during the uh, uh, 
season of Lent. That's when we say the last uh, season of the cross uh, for this uh, period. So the season of the cross is, is being said before three uh, before three o'clock, and uh, it continues that okay by three o'clock we gather again as congregation to celebrate the liturgy of the Lord's Passion, to celebrate the liturgy of the Lord's Passion. So it's a whole lot of uh, events put together in that Good Friday. Because after, uh, as you have said, in some parishes, we have dramas, at least to see that we bring this thing to, we will bring it alive in the minds of people, that people see that, oh, someone of my own self, a uh, human being just like me, is being beaten. It's like, even if you are just look at it on the natural level, at least you yeah. feel something. Yeah, <laughs> being beaten like this, and you know, in parishes, some people are so wicked, actually. Those, <laughs> the, those, the bad that, soldiers. <laughs> those bad soldiers. <laughs> we weep. The, the, the person that is uh, acting as Jesus, and you even see the parishioners that, oh, no, 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 no. stop beating drama. You. Don't beat. Take it easy. But if, if we can feel like that for the person that we know that eventually we will not kill the person, and uh, we should think about how Jesus suffered for us. So that is the reason why for the, uh, that's the reason for this drama to make it alive in our mind, to see that we feel that uh that great pain that jesus passed through because it wasn't easy for jesus to be tried on fall on falsehood to be to, to be to be tortured without committing any sin even we should put it to ourselves when we are being accused wrongly when we are being accused wrongly how do we feel and that is what was said about jesus false witnesses, incoherent, uh, incoherent uh, um, uh, accusation against Jesus. And Jesus took all this upon himself and he carried the cross, eventually was killed. So with this, um, after the extension of the cross, we now sit back by three o'clock, as we were been to that at the at the uh, third hour or ninth hour now, the, the, uh, I forgot how it's been counted that Jesus uh, died on the cross. So we want to rep, uh, want to replicate that, or we want to make sure that we do it at that point in time that Jesus died on the cross. The three o'clock, at that three o'clock, we gathered again for the celebration of liturgy of the, of the lost passion and in this liturgy in the liturgy of the lost passion we have series of uh, or, or, or different parts that forms this uh liturgy is very very uh, uh a unique liturgy and that's the day also known throughout the whole world that is holy mass is not celebrated yeah yeah holy mass is not celebrated we should be aware of that you will see the priest putting on the chasubu you see the priest putting on the old uh, vestment. However, mass is not celebrated. Uh, so, what we celebrate on that day, liturgy of the lost passion, and the the the, the entry is a silent one. That silence from the Holy Thursday when Jesus was arrested continues. It continues to Good Friday 
when Jesus was crucified. So the silence continued, the silent entry of the of, of the uh, ministers of the liturgy, the priests, the altar servers, the lectors and the likes, the priest will prostrate at the, at the front of the altar, showing the total submission, nothingness of human, but yeah. Jesus who have made everything meaningful. Now, the priest prostrates while the congregation kneels down. The congregation kneels down. The priest prostrates. After a few moments, the priest rises and climbs the sanctuary. Then immediately about after this, the reading, we have the readings, then the homily follows, maybe a brief one. And remember, the altar is still bare. Yes, yeah. at that point. At that point, point, the altar yeah. is still bare. Nothing on the altar, not candle, not clothes, nothing, everything. Even the tabernacle, wide open. Yes. Because nothing is, is inside again. So, the readings are, are, are being read. The, 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 the homily, brief one, being uh, said by the, the uh, minister, the priest. Then, after that, the general intercession, it's a long one. That's when you'll be, you, you, you will hear, let us kneel. Yeah. <laughs> let us rise. When people are actually so tired. So tired. <laughs> from the passion. <laughs> Stations of the cross. Eh? <laughs> Those moments for others of us alone like this, yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah. very challenging. <laughs> you, people are so tired. But that's just the joy of it. For us to feel that pain that Jesus mm. went through. Mm? So, the, the general intercession is a long one. Different prayers for different people, different sets of people. And uh, we pray for the Jews. We pray for the Holy Church. We pray for the entire world. We pray for those that have not received Christ. Those, those that do not even know God. So the general intercession is being said. After this, then we now go to the veneration of the cross. We go to the veneration of the cross. And that is why, if you remember, at the week five of Lenten season, the crucifix is covered. The crucifix is covered. Okay. So, the crucifix is covered. Now, the crucifix will now be unveiled. Knowing that Jesus is now crucified, so we now unveil that crucifix again. Now, that's the veneration of the cross. The priest takes the crucifix to the maybe to the middle of the of the church or the or the center of the church now opening it and saying chanting that behold the cross that the savior of the world is hung let us come and adore him so everybody kneels to adore that is done three times while the priest eventually comes to the altar then we hold the crucifix and everybody comes. Is it that you kiss the crucifix or you touch and yeah, just mix it of the cross just to show our veneration of the cross. Then after the after that, we put the cross in the front of the altar, put the candle by the side. By the side. Yeah. And that means that whenever we are passing in front of the crucifix, we genuflect. That's... Uh, that's reverence we give only to the Eucharist. We now give to the crucifix because of that day that that thing Christ happened. Died. Christ himself was hung on the cross. So after that, the priest will have to go 
take the communion that has been kept from the kept away day. from the sanctuary okay for us to consume because we have said there is no mass on that day so it it brings the communion and we have the communion rites and we receive the holy communion then immediately after that all the linen put on the altar everything will be stripped again and removed so we end that liturgy silently again and that ends that uh liturgy of good friday where everybody goes home silently mm. so now we are moving to the climax yes now friday is gone we are now on thursday on saturday rather yes now saturday also begins on a calm notice mm-hmm. in the morning we are expected to come to the church for office of the readings yes. and i remember when i was in lautech then that was my first experience of office of the readings yes. so our chaplain then father badejo he brought out some how was he actually i remember that one my very first um, experience of the stations there were some photocopied materials the yes, there. Been shared to us that, that was time. shared so and um, Okay, because first because I was an altar server, then I had to be in church that morning at of least course. to be there. So that's like I, when I heard those readings that day, it stuck to me ever since, such that I was I always long for those office of the that particular office of the reading. Yeah, the same every holy Saturday. <laughs> the same thing with me. <laughs> uh, I just wish I could read it for this podcast. But looking at the time now, we're already over forty minutes. I'm trying to see how we can round this off be less than an hour or on the dot of an hour okay. so, but i would encourage um people to please if you cannot make it to church on saturday morning to listen to the office of the readings there are lots of catholic applications that will present these sta- these readings to you you can pray the office of the readings yourself and in particular the passage i'm talking about is the second reading in the office of the reading it is from an ancient homily for holy saturday and it gives you a picture of what is happening at that moment how christ mm-hmm. descended to the realms of the dead yeah you get like linking it with adam and mm-hmm. eve and it's just so beautiful you want to yes. have an experience of it and again i wanted to say something while we're talking about good friday a good pictorial representation of this is in a movie called passion of christ directed by mel gibson yeah where um what's his name now jim carvizel acted as jesus christ i would encourage you look for that movie download it and watch it during this season it will put it into a whole picture of what is going on mm-hmm. this is a well acted movie that got multiple awards and I remember the last time I watched it, it, is, it still sent shivers down my body. Of course. And listening to Jim Carvizel talk, I watched some of his YouTube reviews or his YouTube videos, how he was struck by lightning during the period while he was acting <laughs> the movie. He was struck by lightning. He had like two or three heart surgeries after the acting. He, his shoulder was dislocated because they were trying to uh, communicate with the soldiers who did not understand the language they were passing. <laughs> like, he passed through that pain. Mm-hmm. Really. 
that no you just please just to watch the movie and at least if nothing happens it will give you a sense if it is for just 30 minutes mm-hmm. of no christ really did something and I could remember reading somewhere that the movie actually caused a lot of rancor then that the Jews were saying they never did so much to Christ. They didn't, you know, that I think the Pope had to respond then. I'm not sure of the full story now, so I wouldn't want to pass that message across as the norm. So I would encourage you, please watch that movie. Then the Office of the Reading also on Saturday. So now we go to Saturday evening when we are all expected to be in church for the liturgy of liturgies the liturgy of holy saturday so let us have a brief run through of this holy saturday liturgy yeah i i I remember asking someone one time like that that which video is the mother of all videos the person couldn't answer me a Catholic. <laughs> However, on a lighter note, the the liturgy of Holy Saturday is very, very significant and very, very unique in its own self. The Holy Saturday Eve, uh, uh, the, the Holy the Holy Saturday liturgy, is the mother of all vigils, and the greatest of all videos in the Kali church. You talk about Christmas, Christmas yeah, Eve, yeah. Uh, all that video that we have. Yeah, yeah. Your own personal video. Your personal video, <laughs> your uh, different solemnity eves. All this, the mother of them all is the only Saturday liturgy. So the mother of all videos, that's the uh, only Saturday as, as I've said. So, then we have uh, in this uh, celebration, it's a great, great, great one, a great celebration. Everybody is now happy. Jesus is risen. Uh, so with this, we we have different different parts of the liturgy. The service of the light is the first. If we are so, co- uh, if, if we take uh, cognizance of what happens during this uh, period. You will see that everybody will ask to come out of the church. Why we put off the light yeah. of the church? When we put off the light of the church, then everything will be dark. Mm-hmm. Everything will be dark. Then we'll be outside. The fire would have been prepared. We see fire burning. And some people, funny enough, uh, that uh, myth of uh, the, the fire is the fire that Peter was, <laughs> was beside okay. when, when everything was getting cold that night that Jesus was arrested. No, 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 yeah. no. The light signifi- signifies Christ's light. It's, it signifies Christ. And that is why it is called Pascal light. It is not Peter's light. <laughs> as they call it in a pretty rule. Like, like, okay. That is yeah, Peter's light. It is not Peter's light. It is Pascal light. It's, it's, it's the light of Christ. And that is why everything after the, uh, the, the, the service at the light, uh, the, the service we have at that outside is about the light. How Jesus being the light dispel the darkness and eventually give, gives us light and that's why the pascal candle also the the, the pascal candle will be lit from that uh, pascal light then taken to the church why everybody follows the priest at the at the entrance of the church the the priest stands 
and proclaim or chant that this is Christ's light. Everybody says, thanks be to God. Then he moves to the center of the church, the same thing. And also to the to the maybe to the sanctuary at the at the third hour, where everybody lights up their candle and enters into the church. This shows it's also a way of uh relating it with the with, with, with the old testament. If we remembered the the story of the Israelites, okay. when they were uh during their exodus from Egypt, that Jesus that that uh that God led them during the day with a pillar of cloud and at night with pillar of fire so it's it's a way of bringing us out of slavery of sin into the light, the of, christ. light of christ into that promised land which is in full communion full relationship with god and that is what jesus has come to do for us so the, the light signifies that and immediately after that we now have what is called the exalted we have what is called the exalted that's the the easter song easter song exalted so that that's that song just to say something about okay. it i'm sure this is not just to me thinking i'm sure some people also have this feeling I know at at some point the exalted was changed. Yes, there, there was a new version. New version, yes. So he was still prefer the old version, and I of think course. I still do. Of course, the, I prefer the, the, the old or the old version. Let me just I'll just play a snippet for those who do not know what I mean by the okay. exalted. So this is also this um, a chant from the old version of the exalted. Let's just listen to a minute of it while we continue from there. Rejoice, heavenly powers, sing choirs of angels. Exalt all creation around God's throne. Jesus Christ, our King, is risen. Sound the trumpet of salvation. Rejoice, O earth, in shining splendor. Radiant in the brightness of your King, Christ has conquered, glory fills you. Darkness vanishes forever. Rejoice, O Mother Church, exult in glory. The risen Savior shines upon you. Let this place resound with joy, echoing the mighty song. So if you leave it to me, I'll continue to play that <laughs> to the end. So that's the exalted, just a snippet of the exalted, where we glorify God. It's a kind of summary of the whole of salvation history. So please go ahead, Stephen. Yeah. What and that's we... exalted. Uh, a very solemn song. Very, very interesting one i love it uh not the new version anyway 
<laughs> not only but that's the new version is is as beautiful and rich in many as you don't we are just talking about so don't just pick this and say oh they said they don't like uh, what the church no no no, 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 no. we are just saying okay the beauty or the melody that comes with the chant of the old one uh, uh, but, uh, and more so maybe yeah. because we are actually used to the yes yeah, so, so i'm sure we're blending we're blending certainly <laughs> because the new one also in content and in uh, uh everything is as good as that of the old one so and uh, immediately after they exalted the liturgy continues we actually uh went on break on saying the gloria since the beginning of our lenten season except for the solemnity that we have during the Lenten season that we say the Gloria. However, you know, we we have a break on Gloria and at the same time on uh, Alleluia. So this comes in being reintroduced again in this liturgy in a special way. So the the the, the Gloria will be will be sung and the bell, the other 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 servers will ring the bell showing the victory of Jesus over death. So we sing the Gloria joyfully that Jesus is risen. Also, then we take the, the readings and oh, don't let us also forget, we talked about the altar being laid bed before. Now, during uh, during this period, the altar would have been decorated again uh, mildly, then yeah. co- maybe uh, covered yeah. with a uh, white uh, cloth. So during this Gloria, the altar will now be at uh, the covering will be removed. Yes. You see the beauty <laughs> of the decoration That's, on the, on the altar. Then you will see sometimes bring, uh, the altar will bring forth uh, uh, flowers to, dec- uh, to, 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 to add to the decoration of the, of the altar, showing the beauty that, okay, Jesus now is, is risen from the dead. So uh, uh, the, the, the lights, the, the altar, the, the candle on the, on the altar will also be lit at that instance when we say the gloria then after that we go into the prayer then we continue with the uh, liturgy of the word mm-hmm. so when we go to the liturgy of the word now the liturgy of the word is a long one we have to follow the 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 the, the, the sequence of the old testament as we gradually enter into the new testament the salvific history from the old testament journey into the new testament how it was fulfilled so this is a long one and after that entry into the new testament that great hallelujah that great hallelujah is reintroduced uh by the priest why is he say he chants it three times So the, that breathtaking moment. <laughs> that breathtaking moment. And it goes up, up, and up. So that Alleluia is, is now reintroduced into the liturgy and we, jo- we join to sing that Alleluia as we take the gospel. So after that, liturgy of the world, the homily follows. Then we have a uh, uh, baptism, the liturgy of baptism. Why those that have been prepared, the catechumen, men uh, being baptized, This uh, saying of the prayer on the uh, water of baptism is being done. Saying the the, the litany is also uh, litany. We pray to assist those that will be baptized, and we for us also for our own baptismal 
for renewal of our own baptismal promise. So the liturgy of uh, of baptism is is also done in this Holy Saturday. Then after that, we now have the Eucharist. The liturgy of the Holy Eucharist, we have that. Then uh, after taking the body and blood of Christ, uh, everything ends with that. Then the final blessing and uh, the dismissal. So that's the the joy and that's uniqueness of that liturgy of uh, Holy Saturday, the mother of all vigils. Mm. Thank you for that. It's it's. I think it's the longest liturgy you can <laughs> ever attend. Even that that liturgy of the word alone. Alone, <laughs> like the readings, I. If you have followed through that reading, I I ail you. Mm-hmm. You are strong. Yeah, you are, you, you are have powerful. <laughs> and that is why the church incorporates a lot of motion, like the standing yes. after the reading, the you psalm, the prayers. beautiful psalms and the prayers have been said mm-hmm. after each of the reading, yes. before we now say the Gloria, yes. then the Epistle, mm-hmm. then the Gospel reading. Exactly. So that it also keeps you alive. Alive and awake. You know, mm-hmm. when, when we, hear, we read in the Gospel that the apostles couldn't say an hour with the Lord, <laughs> that day you we feel it that oh an hour is so long <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really love that that yeah, liturgy it's a beautiful it's one a, it's a beautiful one if yeah. you have a friend that has not experienced it, that is close to you uh, that is not a catholic but you just want the person to have a feel of the catholic church this is a special touch take the person along on friday on Saturday and on Sunday. I hope the person will not tell run away the person to buckle Friday. up. <laughs> I hope the person will not run away on this Friday. Is, this is not like his usual Sunday service in his church. Yes. This is not like the usual dancing he does that he's used to. No. So that Catholic um, idea that, oh, Catholics don't read the Bible. At this point, he will hear readings and he will feel, no, you mean, is this the same church I've been hearing about? And yes. get, so if you have someone you can invite, I think it would be a good Easter gift to expose someone to the liturgy of, of the church at this period. So now we go to Easter Sunday. What is expected of us when we attend Mass on this video? Are we expected to attend Mass on Easter Sunday? as well so we are gradually coming to the end of the podcast stay tuned if you've stayed tuned this far we are coming to the end of the podcast just give us a couple of minutes and we'll release you to attend the next liturgy you want to attend depending on when you are listening to this podcast so mr steven now today is sunday what's happening today yeah today is sunday as you have said some people with different uh, orientation or belief that once i attend the video I'm okay. The next day, I may not surface in the church. Some some do that even on Christmas, attending Christmas Eve, uh, the Christmas day, you will not see those people in the church. The same thing, Easter video, some people may attend. Then uh, Easter Sunday, you will not see them in the church. This is not good enough. It's not good enough. So it is expected of us to participate actively in all the liturgy, in the celebration, every of the events, it is expected of us to participate in all of them. Easter Sunday on its own, it's a unique one in which we celebrate with the joy of resurrection of Jesus Christ. The, the reading of that day, we could see Mary 
You know, we talked about Mary anointing the feet of Jesus. And now that Mary did not stop there. She went further to anoint the body of Jesus Christ. Our intention is to go forth to anoint the body of Jesus Christ. However, a shocking thing, Jesus is risen. So, she was surprised to see that Jesus is no more in the grave. That's that love, that feeling, that where have they taken my Lord to? Where have they taken my Lord to? Before Jesus appeared to Mary, the first person to see the glorified body of Jesus Christ, the first person to see Jesus, Jesus after his resurrection was Mary. Because of that love, that connection, that relationship yeah. she had with Jesus. So, she was privileged. And that's even Jesus told her, do not touch me, for I have not ascended to my father. That's the, show, this is a great and um, rare privilege given to a mortal, to a mortal being to see this. So Jesus, knowing fully well that this person, after showing so much love to, to the family of Mary, Martha and Lazarus, that this person also reciprocates that same love even when Jesus uh, was no more at that time. So, Jesus gifted her with that appearance and her joy was full. And because of that, she ran back with joy and happiness to meet with the apostles that were now frightened and <laughs> locked up in a particular place. Yeah. That Jesus is risen. They couldn't believe their ears Peter and John, they have to put, or they have to run all meters and get to the tomb. Uh, we were told that John got there first, mm. but you know Peter was older, older so yes. Peter so could not get up. <laughs> but eventually, John got there, but oh, John he waited. John couldn't enter, maybe because. Uh, maybe because he, he was afraid. Yes, or leadership, or leadership. Of, uh, Peter yeah. himself. So when Peter apostles. got there, Peter entered and checked the linen that Jesus was wrapped with and they saw everything and were told that they believed. And this is what we have come to celebrate. The validity, the, 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 the assurance that we have of our faith because if jesus did not resurrect in vain is our faith as uh, said by uh, apostle paul so we have come to celebrate on sunday this the resurrection of our lord jesus christ so that's what is expected of us to come with that joy to celebrate and immediately after the celebration of the liturgy to go forth and preach the same love because everything about easter is celebration of love so we are asked to go forth also to show and share this same love with our brothers and sisters and we pray god will continue to help us the grace to actually stand firm and show share express this love to everyone around us may the lord grant us trust through christ our lord amen thank you for the love you have shown and shared with us on the podcast for accepting the invite and sacrificing you. your time to prepare for this podcast and also explaining to us the liturgy of the Holy Week. 
And I pray that as we also experience this liturgy during this Holy Week, may our lives be transformed for the better. May the signs and the symbols that the church presents to us actually move us from within and draw us closer to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We ask all this to Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you, our dear listeners, for staying tuned for an hour, almost an hour. I'm not sure how many uh, minutes, how many minutes beyond an hour, less than an hour at the end of the day when I export the audio. But thank you for staying tuned to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to our previous episode. Thank you in anticipation of the other episode you will listen to. Thank you for sharing out the past ones. Thank you in anticipation of the future ones that you will share out. Thank you very much. I love you all. Keep me in your prayers. I keep you in my prayers as well. And I pray that as we run this race together, may we all win that crown of glory at the end of it all. Thank you, Mr. Stephen Farimade. Thank you very I will, much. I would love to have you on future episodes. So please be ready for the invite right. at any point in time. Right. No problem. Thank you very much. Thank My you, dear player. listeners, and have a beautiful Easter celebration. I love you all. Bye.